Thank you for joining us for Seat of Your Pants. I am Jay from Why Not. With me, as always, is Mistress Kai. Hello. And uh, we're just having a good time over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you, um, before you introduce our guest, why don't yeah. you uh, tell our listeners what you just told us? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so basically, I've been sick for the last couple of days. I was in Europe at the European Summit TES Philia Conference, and, you know, I got had to test uh, for COVID to, in order to come home. And, you know, I thought I might have had it because I've been feeling like shit for the last few days. Uh, and I tested it again and, uh, it was negative, thankfully. So I just got some kind of cold, but, uh, the cool thing is, is that at the conference itself, uh, you could get like a two for one test. So like, as soon as they were done swabbing my nose, they would swab the tip of my dick. And then that way I could determine whether I had COVID and gonorrhea. You're going to swab your nose and swab your knob. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, imagine that they do that, and then they like use the same swab on the next person just in an attempt to save expenses. You know? Oh my god! Oh boy. Well, I'm All glad right. you don't have COVID. Yeah, I, I'm glad I don't have it as well because I've been trying real hard to not get it for the last two years. So it would have sucked to get it, but uh, you know, let's let's introduce our amazing guest that we have this week. You don't mm-hmm. get to see her; she's adorable as hell. Even oh. you know, uh, <laughs> doing an audio only show, so you guys don't get to appreciate that. But we have uh, Gigi Dior. You you okay. may have seen her in uh, various videos, various award shows, various anything. She's made a huge splash, and she's caused a lot of guys to splash in just under a year. So, <laughs> welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I have to tell you, um, the first time I looked at your pictures, I was like, and you might get this all the time, I was like, what in the Ellen Barkin sexiness am I looking at? Do you see it, Jay? Do you see Ellen Barkin? Yeah, she's got that, but she's like even hotter. And then, I mean, the other thing is, uh, I had a really nice call with Gigi, I think the first time, maybe about six months ago, maybe more. Uh, I think it was to get involved with one of our events. I think it was for the Why Not Summit, actually, our online event. She wanted to speak. And I usually like to vet people out that they're not going to go online and make a complete ass of themselves and my brand and everything. And then we got to talking. And, you know, she's got an acting background and a modeling background. And she's done videos. She's done uh, commercials, I believe. She's done she's done it all. And, uh, you know, in fact, why don't we talk about that? Because you've got that movie star quality going for you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I started modeling. Um, I was probably like 16, 17. Um, one of my mom's uh, co-workers worked, uh, really was a really good friend with a modeling agent uh, right outside New York. And she sent her my photos and she was like, absolutely. So I hit the ground running. Um, I started modeling it late, around then and I modeled well into my mid to late 20s. Um, I took a little bit of a hiatus. Um, I had owned a couple of businesses in the meantime. And then um, after my divorce and after a major surgery, I decided to, you know, come back in a new form of modeling, kind of a different, uh, different realm, but, um, I enjoy it. I think actually as much, if not more than I did, you know, mainstream. Um, but yeah, I was in the bloodhound gang, uh, video, uh, Foxtrot uniform, Charlie Kilo. 
Um, I had a couple of uh, background roles in um, uh, One Life to Live, uh, Rescue Me. Um, I had a couple of TV commercials that were aired um, throughout the country. I was on the homepage of Yahoo for a significant amount of time. My mom opened her email one day and she was like, holy crap, <laughs> my face Yahoo. was there on Yahoo. She, <laughs> she called me. She was like, I just opened my email and your face was there. So um, I've been on box covers for different things, infomercials. So yeah, I kind of- How did you get that? I mean, how did you end up on the cover of Yahoo? Because that that's huge. I mean, you could be seen by literally millions. hundreds of millions of Hundreds people. of millions, right. Yeah, I got, uh, it was one of those like, you know, right place, right, you know, right place, right time kind of thing. I uh, showed up for a go-see. Someone there saw me and suggested me for something else. And I went to that and it was actually just a very um, generic looking photo. It wasn't anything special, but it was just, and I get that. I still probably get it a lot. Like you, you look very familiar. Um, and I have guys in my room now. They're like, you look familiar. So I think people don't really know where to place me, but I think they have seen me. When here. was it? When was it and for how long? Oh, uh, let's see. It was probably like, oh, six, oh, seven. And it was for the better part of like six months I was on there. So it oh, rotated me and yeah. another girl. But yeah, it was it was a significant amount of time that every time you logged on, I was in this one section of Yahoo. So yeah, Amazing. it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I loved what I did. Um, I loved that I never did the same thing twice, you know, even if it was modeling or acting. Um, it was still a different variation of different things. Um, I got to make it my own. I met some amazing people. Um, I worked a lot with the, the Bella, the Bella twins. Um, they one was dating John Cena for a while. Um, so I, I look at them and I'm like, I wish I had that career, but hey, you know, to each our own. Um, but yeah, I've w- worked with some, you know, the, the bloodhound gang. Um, I still talk to a couple of the band uh, members for that on Twitter and on Instagram. We still stay in, uh, in contact for that. So uh, yeah, I made some really, really great connections, some studios and stuff that I worked with. They still reach out occasionally. So yeah, it's, it was, it was a really good time. That's excellent. Yeah. Holy cow. That's incredible. Thanks. Thanks. So what made you decide to transition into adult, the adult realm? Um, so in, I, my divorce was final in 2000, the end of 18, um, January of 19. Um, I collapsed in my kitchen during the middle of a, a move from my marital house into my, uh, uh my other house. Oh my goodness. Um, I collapsed in the kitchen. Um, I was taken to the emergency room and I had a stomach ulcer that had perforated and um, I almost bled to death. I was completely septic. And so they rushed me into an eight hour emergency surgery. Um, I have a scar. I mean, nobody can see it, but I have a scar from here to here. Oh yeah. Um, And then I have a feeding tube scar down lower. Um, So they cut me open removed over half of my stomach. They rerouted different things in there, um, put a feeding tube in because I couldn't eat solids for about four months after my surgery. Holy shit. Oh my yeah. God. I, got to, I was down to like 78, 80 pounds when I, I was going to say, cause I mean, you are pretty petite. Are you right. not able to hold like a lot of food? I mean, when they removed part of your stomach? No, for a very long time um, in order to supplement because they shrunk the size of my stomach so yeah. much, so significantly. Um, I was not able to to keep up with the calorie and the caloric intake that was necessary. So, sure. so they supplemented with a feeding tube, which was just it was um, 
humiliating like is a really good word for it i i mean i was in my mid-30s um and here i'm hooked to this you know this tube a couple times a day Uh, and i had an iv tube in my house you know and um i had staples from the middle of my chest all the way down um it was like and and you know my stomach was probably one of my most favorite features because i worked really hard at keeping you know my stomach in shape and and flat and all of that um so i remember taking off my um hospital gown at one point and looking down and it looked like frankenstein and i just sobbed and i was like it's over you know it's absolutely over but that was actually just the beginning. So um, I then found out that my ex-husband had canceled my medical insurance that he was supposed to carry for six months post-divorce. So I was in ICU for um, about a week and then the regular hospital room for, uh, I think it was like two, two and a half weeks after that. So I had hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of medical bills. And um, I was doing other things and it just wasn't making ends meet. So actually I started like doing some research and what I could do from home and cam modeling came up and I read about Ainsley and I read about a couple other women that were doing really well at my, at around my age. And I was like, you know what? I am home and I have this modeling background, this acting background. Um, I was very secure. Even I think my divorce actually made me more secure in my sexuality. And then this last year being in this business has definitely made me more secure in it. Um, so I just, uh, I jumped in and I embraced it with both, um, uh, I embraced it completely. So this yeah. last year has well, been. Well, you've made a lot of friends and you've got a lot of admirers, both in the business as well as fans in a very short amount of time. I mean, yes. you just, you, you realistically, I mean, you came out of nowhere less than a year ago and I mean, look at you now. I mean, you know, everybody's heard of Gigi Dior and I mean, you know, they can see you and recognize you because you have a very distinct look about you. And thank you. 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 I I, I love it. I love the people that I've met. Um, and I have, I really have embraced it. I've embraced, um, you know, networking and meeting new people, you know, I could go to these conventions and be, you know, super shy, but I've decided to jump in and, and introduce myself to people and get involved because, you get one shot and I am late to the game. So I have to embrace it while I'm here. So well, better late than never. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Exactly. Have you found that, um, because I, I find this, have you found that the people in this community um, have embraced you in a way that maybe mainstream society, not so much that it like it's different yes. and more welcoming. Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, especially given, uh, just life circumstances. I definitely feel that I, I've had some people say like, you're very fortunate because it can be a very tough business to, to get into. Um, but I have not run into that, that end of it. I've been, um, I've had older, uh, stars that have reached out and really worked to mentor me and to really like, you know, guide me in one direction. Um, the younger, the younger generation has really, um, helped it mentor me in a, in a strange way. I know they're younger, but they've been in it longer. So they kind of help navigate it too. But then they look up to me in a certain way because I am doing it now. So, but yes, they, I do feel that they have uh, really, really embraced me in a way that I, I think mainstream. It's a lot, there's something for everybody and there's enough for everybody. So it's a much less competitive market than it would be in the mainstream world. You know, it's funny you mentioned about the younger folks. Um, I mean, I'm sure I'm way older than you, but I experienced the same thing 
with the younger folks. Like, it's so beautiful. I learned so much from them. Um, a lot of it is, you know, technology-based because we all know I'm really bad at that stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the love, the love I get from the younger people, I, it, it's really unlike anything. The younger people in this industry, it's really unlike anything I've experienced in my life. And I've experienced, I mean, I've been around a long time in the adult industry, different aspects of it. And um, I always love the love that we have for one another in this community. But I was really surprised, pleasantly surprised, Um by these relationships that I have with younger people. And Jay, I, I know you have a lot of that too, right? I mean, we get for our age, because we're like old enough to be most people's parents. Yeah. Maybe even <laughs> grandparents. Oh, yeah. Depending. Depending but, on what state you're growing up in. <laughs> but wait, don't you feel that too with the younger folks? What, just the love? The love, yeah. It's like a different, I, I don't know. It's something different. Um, I know you feel it. I thought maybe you could articulate it too, but um, it's nice to see Gigi talking about that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel it. And I mean, a lot of times <clears throat> I get that uh, people come to me more for like, well, not more, but just sometimes for like a comforting or an established voice yes. and opinion mm-hmm. on things. Mm-hmm. Um because while well, you know we're older, we tend to have a little bit more of a, I guess, a worldly and s- certain kind of view on things mm-hmm. because we've experienced it. You know, um, you know, it's a lot of times I catch myself before putting something not necessarily negative on social media, but something that uh, might trigger people, and so I'll delete it before I put it up because I'm like, ah, eh, you know, it's not. I guess it is kind of on brand for me to, you know, not cause people to be upset or panic or anything like that <laughs> um you know yeah, I, I had i had somebody come into my camera room today and they started in on the war and i was like listen like i understand that there's things going on in the world yeah, right yeah. now yeah but i really want to offer um a safe place where nobody feels judged and nobody feels ostracized because of their views politically or uh, you know, religion or w- anything going on in the world. Like I really try to keep it light when they're in my room and, you know, they're like, how, you know, how can you be talking about this? Like there's things going on in the world. Well, yes, those things are going to continue. Yeah. And I'm very aware of what's going on out there. But I think um, to think about it constantly and constantly like obsess about it isn't healthy either. So we all need to everything. My biggest motto, and I, I think I it's gonna I'm gonna go down with it is everything in moderation, right? Like yeah, I, everything in moderation is just that's my biggest thing. I try to teach anybody that I come in contact with. Just you know, you can do anything too much. You can work out too much. You can drink too much water. You can drink too much. You can sleep too much. You can do anything too much, sure. and you can do something not enough too, but anything you take, you know, in the world, you can do in moderation and it's a good, it leaves you in a good balance. But, um, but I do find that too, like where the girls, some of the younger girls are coming to me for, I don't want to say like motherly advice, but sometimes I am old enough to be some of their moms and, you know, they do tend to lean on me for, um, different scenarios where, you know, they're like, Hey, do you think this is normal? Do you, is this typical? Uh, that kind of thing. And I try really hard to hear them out and make sure that I follow up and make sure that they're hanging in there. Yeah. So it's, 
it's definitely been something I didn't expect. OnlyDolls.com is the number one sex doll marketplace. Yes, you heard that right. Sex dolls. Not just any sex dolls. These dolls are life-size, lifelike, and can penetrate all three holes and have changed the industry, making dolls that everyone can afford. OnlyDolls.com works with content creators and influencers across the adult industry. Cam girl? Cam couple? Yeah, they have a crazy affiliate program that generates thousands of dollars every month for their affiliates. Pornstar? They can make an exact replica of you to offer to your fans. Oh, did I mention the guys at OnlyDolls are awesome dudes out of Miami? We love those guys. Want to monetize your fan base with a company that is changing the sex doll game? Hit them up today at OnlyDolls.com. Yeah. I like that you touched on that um, because I think our job is providing um, escapism and, you know, the good things like endorphins and dopamine and, you know, all the good stuff because I, the rest of the world, there's a bunch of, it's really kind of crappy right now. So, I mean, are you coming across a lot of that? Because, I mean, we're sort of in it right now with what's going on in Ukraine. So is that the first time that's happened in one of your rooms? Um, it's some, no, today was the first time where I was like called out about not discussing it. Um, but I try really hard on across everything to not discuss politics and religion and things like that, because, um, my, my, I feel very strongly about, um, we've gotten away from it being okay for us not to, to, not to agree on everything. Everybody has, like, if you don't agree with me, we're going to get angry and I'm okay with, like, I'm okay. If you, if we say something and I don't agree with you and you don't agree with me, like I am okay with that. And I can sleep at night because I I was raised that I'm not going to always believe ever, you know, believe in everything that everybody else is. Um, Everybody gets so heated right now when we don't all agree. And, but what they don't understand is if we all agreed, then we're all going to be the same. We're all a bunch of shit and uh, there's going to be no diversity in this world. How boring is that? It's so boring. It's like having Christmas every day. It's like, it's going to be pointless. You know, you got to have shitty days. You got to have life is, you know, it waxes and it wanes and you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. And you're going to have days where you don't feel like, you know, uh, lifting people up all day. And, you know, there's going to be days where like I had a great day yesterday where the vibe was just there and we were rolling. Um, But uh, so today was really the first day where I was called out. Like, how can you be doing this on a, you know, but um, I, I just kindly said, like, I understand that everybody's stressed right now. And, you know, I'm offering a safe space for everybody to feel that they're welcome. Um, I don't encourage hate and I don't encourage, you know, uh, we can have a we can have a debate. Let's go. You know, like we've had debates in my room where, you know, somebody will say like, you know, one thing and, and, and we'll hear both sides as long as it's everybody acting like adults and there's no name calling and there's no, you know, trashing one another. I'm okay with it with an open debate. I, I'm I'm great with that. But when you start just um, bashing somebody because they're not um, identifying with something at that very moment, I think it, it's just not fair. But I have seen in the last uh, from the beginning to now, I have seen an intense like an intense anger that I am seeing in like in certain um, in certain people, and it's not always the same person, but um, they come in and there's just anger and. I feel really bad because I think if you could talk to those people, you'd probably find out that it's very, very 
simple what they're angry about. And if we just talk about it, then they'd, they'd feel better about it, but they would rather just say names or ne- say nasty things and instead of talk about it. So um, I just try to keep it, keep it light. And if they don't feel that this is the place for them, then there's a thousand other pages that they can go to. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm, I'm at the place in my life where I'm okay that I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to identify that is, is important. You know, you can't be all things to all people. You can't be everything for everybody, you know? Nope. And I'm good. And and I think that was a really big thing to get over at the beginning was I'm not 20 and I can't compete with a 20 year old. And that was, um, it was a mind game. I think at the, at the beginning was like, you know, compare that comparison game and that can be a really dangerous game. And I don't know that, I, I don't know. I can't speak um, on their behalf, but I don't know if men feel that comparison game because um, the it, as a woman, you know, there's always somebody with bigger boobs. There's always somebody with a tighter body. There's always, you know, somebody that's going to have a different look. And my general figure at this at this moment is not what's really in, you know, the larger butts are in and the larger boobs are in and, you know, more of the Kardashian curves are in. Um, but there's still a market and I, I embrace, I kind of bring it all. So I'm sorry. I'm rambling. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> We'd rather have this than you just going. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no. um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in my case, there's always going to be someone with a bigger dick. Like, always. <laughs> 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 Jay never misses an opportunity to I talk about his up. junk. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what's ridiculous is it's like, okay, we're only 20 minutes into this right now. My dog, dog is already barking in the look, background. Look, that's part of our um He needs to shut the fuck up. His barking point is supposed to be at 40 minutes, not 20. <laughs> that's our jam. Either us or our guests, somebody's animal is uh, barging in. I forgot to shut my chime off for my ring doorbell. <laughs> I heard it go off. I was like, oh crap. So I just silenced it. So I was like, oh darn. Well, now might be a good time to uh, actually just talk about our sponsors. Real oh quick. yeah, you better do that. We'll get uh, Thomas, uh, my tech guy, to throw in uh, some ads that we recorded. So that's going to happen probably right about now. That's made it easy for him to edit. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I want to talk about only dolls and we're also including sugar bounce and live unicorns. Our now. new sponsors. Yes. Uh, our tried and true loyal uh, guys, only dolls. They're doing life-size fuck dolls. Uh, these guys are affordable and they're very accurate, and they definitely feel like the real thing. So it's pretty amazing what they've got going on over there. Yes, I speak from experience. The other thing is, is of that uh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, they actually hired me on to be their quality control guy. So, like, I get to do the doll, and then the model, and be like, "Nope, you need to tweak this. This doesn't." <laughs> it's funny. Like I actually told them that. <laughs> just like I love the idea. It's great. <laughs> so <laughs> they actually oh just <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, it's like ah, oh, no, it doesn't taste the same. You need to do something about that. So they just are in the process of launching. Or actually, it's launched now. It's launched. I saw it. Romy Chase. Romy Chase has her own one-to-one life-size fuck doll from only dolls and i think it's retailing for like eighteen hundred dollars 
And it can even be paid in four monthly installments. I mean, think about that. There's a layaway? <laughs> Seriously. Pussy layaway. I mean, this, is, <laughs> this is the I've shit. I've heard it all. <laughs> yep. So anyway, big shout out to those guys. Only Dolls, Live Unicorns, and SugarBounce.com. Thank you for supporting. Seat of your pants. And now back to our program. Where we're back we? to the very sexy Gigi. Gigi Dior. So how did you decide on that name? Just out of curiosity. Uh, wait a minute. I love stage name stories. I can't wait to hear this. So it was, uh, it actually rattled off pretty quickly. So um, I loved uh, the elegance of the Dior. I really liked the, the Dior. So we kind of went back and forth. I had um, Jordan. I had a couple other. And then I really loved uh George, I like Gigi. So Gigi is like actually the original, but then I was like, but I want something that's like more official because there are some people who actually believe that that's my real name. So <laughs> it, it is what it is. So I tell them Georgina is my real name and I go by Gigi mm-hmm. and some people actually believe that. So by all means, continue to believe so. <laughs> but um, So it, it really didn't come from um, anything specific. It's just, I, I, it kind of flowed. I had a couple, like I had a list and I was writing them out. And then I, that was like my first signature, that picture. Oh, I, I, wrote yeah. I was going to ask, ask about your background stuff. Yeah. So I, like I saw it, I was like, I could see the autograph in my head with the Gigi. And I was like, that's it. Like that's, that's my, that's my final draft. So, um, it kind of stuck and I, I absolutely, it's, um, it's sometimes hard to go back to my my real name um like when i'm called like my real name i I like i don't you know sometimes know how to it's that was tough at the beginning too that that balance of your stage name and your real name on um not slipping for one or the other so it's it's definitely um, there's only been one time on cam that i accidentally slipped it was early um and really, I, I, I think it's just slowing down. And it's actually kind of made me more aware of what I say because I just slow it down a little bit and I really think about what I'm speaking. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Another thing to be very con- conscious of, obviously, is knowing who knows your real name yes. and making damn sure that they don't refer to you as your real name around other people. Because I mean, a lot of times, you know, I'll be talking to someone and they'll be referring to another model or someone in the industry and just, you know, kind of offhandedly just saying, oh, and so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And they're just using their real name. And I mean, most of the time, I know who they're talking about. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, they're safe around me. But I'll be like, eh, you know, there's other people in earshot here. You got to be careful because all it takes is one clown to start cross-referencing one thing with another. And now they know you. And now they're able to find out where you live. And I mean... You know, it's just it's just layers of this shit. So, and I've uh, had some really weird experiences in in less than a year. Um, early on, I had a guy say that, and this actually I think made me even more just cautious. Very early on, he said, "What would you do if you came home and I was hiding in your closet?" It's like I'm gonna kill you, motherfucker. That's what's gonna happen. Wouldn't make it through the night. I can promise you that. But that like set off something in my head that it was like, okay, this is real. Like this is real to some people. And, um, I really need to just up security and make sure that I, um, I keep it tight. And, and, and I, I, and, and back to the, uh, real name. Um, I do know a couple of models, real names, but if I ever, uh, refer to them 
outside. Like I always say their model name or their stage name. And unless we're somewhere where they say, okay, you can call like if it's in it, but for safety reasons, I I just, I always just go by a stage name. I just think it's easier. It's safer. And I never want to be that shit that calls you the wrong name. (laughs) I don't ever want that. So I think it's just safest to, to stick with, with what you know so i don't sw- switch back and forth for that reason because i'm always worried you know we're yucking it up i'm always i, I wouldn't want to do that to somebody you know Correct. to say their real their government name and then somebody within earshot like i would be horrified if let's say it was somebody that was stalkery type or somebody that meant ill will oh my gosh i'd be so horrified if i so i always stick the stage name even if they tell me I, i'll have a conversation and say look I know myself, it's better if I just stick to your stage name. Yes. You know, I love that you trust me. I love that so much. But please don't be offended. I only want to stick to that. If we're in a situation where I have to, just say, hey, you have to. And then I'll be good. But yeah, I never want to slip. And There's look, just I mean, too much honestly, craziness. If someone like me can get, uh, you know, oh, Jesus Christ. Did you see that? I, your cat's a little. Oh, my God. See, you weren't looking, and I was watching your cat stalking behind you, and you were doing whatever on your computer. Hang on one second. And I was like, he's yeah, going to. Yeah, because real life is getting in the way again. But, yeah, you were saying, I'm sorry? Oh, I don't know. My cat was stalking. And oh, yeah, he, your cat was stalking, and I was like, this is going to be so fucking funny because that cat's going to bamboozle him from behind (laughs) and he was he was stalking right behind you and then he was looking he's like okay i'm gonna go this way and he was looking again (laughs) and he uses his claws to springboard off of me so fortunately they weren't buried into my nuts when he was (laughs) launching himself off well look you might have liked it because your hair might have gone straight up we've had some conversations you might have liked that a little bit Yeah. So basically, I mean, yeah, what I was saying before is that if I can have stalkers and I've had more than my share and death threats, and I've had a few of those as well over the years, then imagine what someone who's female and pretty and young and might be mistaken as being naive or weak or anything by, you know, some scary female, some scary dude or female out there, you know? you just got to be careful. I mean, I, I had a situation where, um, I sell my WhatsApp and my Snapchat. Um, I never give out my actual phone number. So those are the kind of devices that I use. Um, but I had sold WhatsApp and, um, to a gentleman and I I, like had no clue. Um, I got a text message at like 2 AM and it was his wife (laughs) and she was like, lose this number. We're like, I'm blocking you. Don't ever message this number again. And I was like, Okay, no problem. <laughs> you paid for it. Like it is at this point. But um, but that like there's been many situations where I've had um, you know, where I know that the wife is right there, you know, that could lead to potentially a very <laughs> crazy situation, you know, where oh, you know, somebody could get jealous or, you know, I mean, I'm nothing to be jealous about, but it, it is what it is. You know, like it's definitely a possibility. So, you know, and it, you're right, Jay. It's not just the dudes because uh, a very dear friend of mine is going through this um, from a woman. They've had to get a protection order. So it, it isn't just the dudes. Um, and it's kind of frightening because it's like the right wrong meter is broken. 
and they don't like things like driving by your house 30 times in an hour, things like that. They, they don't see that it's wrong. God. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit, you know, look, there's a lot of crazy out there and I'm sort of like, I don't want the killer coming to my house. But you know what I had happen to me once, huh. one time years ago, this, this piece of shit out there, uh, he actually had photos. He had my address. So he had photos of my house. He had other personal information about me. And he basically started like a profile on like six or seven different gay dating sites using my real name and posting pictures of my house and address in my profiles on each one. Oh, yeah. What, I'm like just, inviting them like, hey, come on over, that type of stuff? Just basically creating like a gay dating site profile using all my personal information and pictures of my house and my address on different sites. Fortunately, I knew the owner of all the different sites. So I hit them up directly and I'm just like, look, this motherfucker did this. Here's my profile. And it was zapped within seconds. One, I had to jump through hoops. I had to take a picture of myself, hold up today's date on a card or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and this and that. And that one was gone within a day. But uh, yeah, I mean, just crap like that. It was insane. Thank goodness you knew the owner, though, because had it been just a regular, I mean, a regular person, that yeah, it would could take them weeks, if, if, yeah, if at all, you know. And a very dangerous situation in the meantime, you yeah. know. So how did that resolve? Did that person just, a lot of times they just pitter off because, you know, they don't get their endorphin rush out of it anymore, and they pitter off. What happened with that person? <laughs> well, this will probably reawaken it if he's still out there and paying oh, attention. Oh, Lord. Uh, I don't know. He fucked with me for years. Years? Was, oh, years, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Stalkers uh, that fuck with me. They've got nothing but time. Yeah, they, they're interested in making my life miserable for years and years. So it's not oh like- Oh, my God. You know, yeah. Um, I haven't heard from him in probably, shit, I don't know, 10 years, maybe more. I don't know. I lose track. Wow. Um, but yeah, I've had, I think my first stalker was probably- freshman or sophomore year of college and she fucked with me for at least two or three years wow yeah so uh it's just it's a nuisance but, yeah you, know. you just like spark it in them <laughs> <laughs> you just have that like stalker quality where like- people you know they just i don't know what it is man i mean you got that you mojo know. jay you got that mojo people want a piece of this and they want to keep coming back for more they want more and more and more it's just not enough anyway, with me there's not really any middle ground i mean you know i've got you know i've got my friends i've got my haters and you know i think i tend to instill a pretty strong opinion about myself in people in general and uh you know, I mean, that's as far as I'm concerned, that's a good thing. You know, I mean, I you go people. out of your way to be. I mean, I, I shouldn't say you go out of way to be a decent human being. You are a decent human being. Thank you. But you go out of your way. Um, you're very thoughtful. You know, people are hard pressed. I think to find something other than an opinion to say shitty about you because I don't think you do shitty things to people. No, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I will get on someone's case if they fuck with me and I try to be fair and I dish out justice where it's appropriate. That's just responsive. That's not you, you know, being a dick. That's just, you know, responsive. Yeah. A a reaction and not a a cause. I mean, plus I do stuff like this and it gets a reaction. I'm afraid to even see what it is. You You have to lower it. Let's see. (laughs) A little lower. 
I can't see what you're doing. What are you doing? It's a gla- There's a nasty glare on it. And you oh. think it's a hot dog in his lap. Oh, he's using a hot dog for his junk. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I was in Spain and there was a hot dog stand and they were serving hot dogs. And I don't really eat hot dogs, but like my friend Buster was there. He's an industry photographer. I love and he's like Buster. taking pictures. Yeah. And I'm just like, of course, I see someone serving hot dogs. And I'm thinking of the movie Bachelor Party from like 30, 40 years ago or whatever. And uh, I'm just like, Buster, you got to take this picture. So I held the hot dog at waist level. Buster's taking pictures of it. And then the girl that was standing behind the counter who was serving the hot dogs just started laughing her ass off. Because, I mean, here's this middle-aged, scraggly-looking dude, you know, (laughs) pretending that this you know, like 10 inch hot dog in his dick. <laughs> so, She's probably laughing at you like, yeah, you wish it was that big. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Of course. Because, yeah, I mean, it's obviously, there's no reality here. It's all fantasy. So, but, uh, We serve up the fantasy. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't expecting it, saw it, thought it was hilarious. And I'm like, I like this girl. Okay. <laughs> I can't get over $1,800 for that life-size doll and four installments. Like, you guys get gypped. We get like, I don't know, I've got shit all around, but like 18 bucks, you 20 bucks, you get one of these things. And <laughs> you, you know, know what? Another dollar. <laughs> Look, you can buy, you can buy solo masturbators for anywhere from like 10 to like 30 bucks and shit like gotcha. that. You, you know, it's so funny that she can reach there. over and grab a dildo and so can I. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Like we're such fucking perverts. Hang on. I got wait a minute. Richie, where's your dildo? It's, I knew you got some close. It's not a dildo, but it's you know, it's for men. And uh come on, let's see it. All right, hang on a second. It's, oh, we're such on. fucking filthy fuckers. Hang on. Just wait. Look, we didn't even move. We got to understand. I've been away for the last couple of weeks, you know? Oh, my God. Everything is within camcorders. I mean, everything is legitimately within arm's reach. There's dicks. There's pussies. It looks like a cut-off Sprite bottle. What does he got? That painful. I don't know. He's finger-fucking it, whatever it is. Let's see it again. It's it's called the it's called the quick shot. It's from Fleshlight. Oh. It looks like this. It literally looks like this. It does. On camera, it looks like it looks like a bottle of water. It looks like a water bottle just yeah. cut with a hole in it. <laughs> that looks like a that look like at barrel of monkeys. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, it's a kid's toy and it's been reconverted. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How terrible. <laughs> this is like one of the most funny. fucked up things that has happened on our podcast. <laughs> I mean, fucked up funny. <laughs> and we still have room for more. I know, right? Where do yeah. they really get to know us? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. We'll never get another guest. I know. Oh, my God. I gotta, I gotta get my breath here. I can't believe that she and I both have dicks within reaching distance. Well, of course you do. I mean, I would be, I would be offended if you didn't. 
going to be like, you call yourself a sex worker? Really? I don't think so. I mean, if I check my camera on like a 360 of this room right now, you'd be uh, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> what I would really want to see. wipes next to a weight. <laughs> yeah. What I would really want to see, you know, this will really show some proof, is if you could get a black light and just like see all the DNA and you're like, your house looks like a murder scene. <laughs> Your house looks like a Jackson Pollock, but in like <laughs> disco light colors. <laughs> looks like the champagne room scores in New York There City. you go. <laughs> it's just like, wow, there's enough DNA here to actually fill an entire human body. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so awesome. <sighs> I'm going to be giggling the rest of the day. <laughs> Someone needs to come up with one of those things that you can just have like a, just a handheld like you know, black light or just something that can like show you. So like when you check into a hotel room, you can like look and see everywhere, you know, make they sure. They make those, but I don't think I'd ever stay at a hotel ever again. <laughs> right. Ever. I'm definitely not checking the hotel room because I'm going to be I like, prefer, yeah, no, I'm out. <laughs> I prefer the naive approach. Right. Just like, you know, mm-hmm. don't know, don't tell ever. kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, I'd rather I'd live in ignorance. Yeah. spreads wash between every client. <laughs> Especially during like exoticism stuff, because you know what's going on in every room, mm-hmm. in every hotel. I'm like, I pity the family that's coming to Chicago is my favorite because they have Exotica and then they have the tattoo convention simultaneously. You know what's going on in every oh, room yeah. within a five mile block. Like <laughs> I never get to leave the dungeon. We're always just so busy and I never get to leave the dungeon. I always want to get over to that tattoo convention because I think probably a lot of the hot dudes are over there. But, I, you know, I can never. So I, I I shot with Scott Church a few weeks ago, and uh, we went out for drinks and dinner afterwards. And a girl that was a waitress there, um, she does this thing where they, like, hook hooks, like, through her skin in her back. And mm-hmm. then she, like, suspends. But her husband is, one of, like, one of the tattoo artists, and they're going to Chicago. So if you do get a break from the dungeon, we'll go over to the tattoo place. Oh, God, I would love that. Will, yeah. I can't believe um, so, here, well, I don't want to get all heavy because we're having a lot of fun, but I don't think things are kind of going to go so well for my mom. So we had an appointment with the doctor yesterday. Yeah. And I'll tell you about that separately, Jay. So there's a chance, um, you know, how things go with my mom. She, things are bad and things turn on a dime. But I think more than last year, there's a, my odds are better that I may be there. And I love the Chicago show because there's so much like the Philly people. They're just so much like us. But I, Gigi, I can't believe you were at Scott's studio. Um, like that's a very short driving distance. I wish I would have known because I would have said, oh, let's go grab lunch or I would have met you out there. Are you in Philly? Yeah, I'm not far from from Scott at all. Maybe um I don't know. I think maybe it's an hour's drive to his studio. In fact, I was just messaging with him yesterday because um, some photos he had taken of me are going to be in the print version of Hustler in June. So I had to talk to him about some things. And um, is that not the most amazing place, his studios? I was like a kid. I like, I, and I love buildings like that. Like I am, um, I'm a history nut. Like I just love that stuff. And just to see, and his He's so just organically talented. Like, like he doesn't have lights. He doesn't have special stuff. 
Like it was just him and a camera and windows and you know, like his cat. His cat was over me. And he wouldn't like I have more pictures with his cat than I have. I have videos with his cat. I love that cat. I don't even know his name, but I love him so much. Escaping me right now. Um I wanna call it like jinkies or something like that, but I, I it's something like that. Anyway. But he's so damn cute. And, um, but no, I had a great time. He He's just like got this eye that, um, and that was kind of like my hopes is like, I would love to do Hustler or Pet House or, I mean, I, I know the, the old, like the old school, like, you know, Playboy and all that stuff isn't what it was when Hugh Hefner was around and things like that. But I think there's still, there's always um, the opportunities there to, to move forward and to make a new and to take, you know, those opportunities. But I would love to see the spread that you're going to be in. That's yeah. It's a story about um, pickup lines. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I'm not sure which photo they're going to use. There's this one that I love very much that Scott shot. Um, it's my favorite. And, um, you know, I given that, that given them that, and then something from David Corey at angry pony. So we'll see what they use, but Scott used to shoot for hustler. I believe it was hustler. He, um, I, I say this about very few people, but I think he's an actual genius, you know, and it's not just the photography it's in the way he thinks. Um, he just, there's, he's just a special person. Um, did you guys go to out to eat with him afterwards? The bar that was in his, or we went to the bar first within his building, and then we went across um, to another one for dinner. And um, it was just, and then he had um, open mic or a night down um, in the bottom part of his apartment or his studio. Um, I guess he's opened it up to open mic night on uh, Thursdays now. And uh, so that was really cool to see like this youth and all of these people just with letting their creativity just go and give them a safe place. I mean, there were young kids in there that were probably like 15 and just to see that um, they feel safe in that environment to where, you know, they're not getting in trouble and they're, they're doing things that they love was just, it was, it was refreshing. And some of the conversations I had with him um, were, unlike any uh, conversations I've had in a really long time. Like I agree with you. He he is the way he thinks is just um, beautiful. (laughs) Like that's all I can like some of the things that came out of his mouth. I was just like, yes, like he can articulate things that I feel that a lot of us are feeling, but we don't know how to really like put into words and he did it. So it was amazing. Onlydolls.com is the number one sex doll marketplace. Yes, you heard that right. Sex dolls. Not just any sex dolls. These dolls are life-size, lifelike, and can penetrate all three holes and have changed the industry, making dolls that everyone can afford. Onlydolls.com works with content creators and influencers across the adult industry. Cam girl? Cam couple? Yeah, they have a crazy affiliate program that generates thousands of dollars every month for their affiliates. Porn star? They can make an exact replica of you to offer to your fans. Oh, did I mention the guys at Only Dolls are awesome dudes out of Miami? We love those guys. Want to monetize your fan base with a company that is changing the sex doll game? Hit them up today at OnlyDolls.com. I always like to end things on a positive note. We are kind of getting to that point. <laughs> yeah, because so. we'll just keep going. Oh, that was fast. Oh, on and on. Yes, yeah, it goes fast. very yeah. fast. So I want to give everybody an opportunity to find you, Miss Gigi Dior. How are people going to become your fan? How are they going to find you on socials? What's the best way? 
Um, my number one social is definitely Twitter, and that is my GG Dior. Um, same username on Chatterbait, and I am there typically Monday through Friday from around nine thirty till about four o'clock. Um, my Instagram is GG Dior SFW, and OnlyFans is my GG Dior VIP. So they can find you on OnlyFans. They can find you on Twitter. Your hours on Chatterbait uh, would be like what you said nine thirty to four. Uh, 9 30 to 4 east coast time east generally coast. give or take yep i had right. problems with obs today so i was a little late today but okay. generally i like to keep about that time <laughs> beautiful okay well then once again a big quick thanks to our sponsors only only dolls and uh sugar bounce and live unicorns and thank you once again both of you for joining us on this episode of seat of your pants Thank you so much for having me. It was nice meeting you. It was nice talking to you. 